You're grinding away, building your one-person empire. The dream is big, but the stress at times, a lot of times, it's even bigger than that dream that you have. So how do you handle it? Do you ever feel like you're just kind of like in the circus, juggling too many balls and chainsaws while you're balancing on stilts and it's just all going crazy and chaotic? Yeah, I totally know what that feels like as well. It's an all-too-common struggle for one-person business owners like you and I. And at times, the stress can become too much to bear leading us to even question sometimes if it's even worth it. The pressure to succeed, the fear of failure, it's just this endless cycle, and a lot of times, that's enough for people to throw in the towel. But this can actually be pretty good because not all stress is actually bad. And I'm not just gonna tell you to look on the bright side more often. Although that's not a bad aim, that's not what today is about. I have something hopefully a little bit more impactful that you can take away and apply right away to help reduce the stress and recognize the things that are good about it and the things that we need to get rid of. Because there is this certain kind of stress that you should never avoid because, like I mentioned, it's actually good for you. I'm here today to serve you a very simple lesson, but more so an uplifting encouragement to help you along in your journey today, because I think we could all benefit from a good boost of encouragement. Let me start by sharing with you the positive stress, the things that are actually good for you. There's actually a title to it. It's called U stress. It's spelled E-U and then the word stress. And this is a positive form of stress that actually has beneficial effect on your health, your motivation, your performance, and your overall emotional well-being. You stress is kind of like that friend who pushes you to be better. And it usually doesn't feel too fun when you're going through it because stress is still stressful, but you stress has a big payoff in the end. For example, lifting weights. When you're in the gym and you're doing the squats, your legs are shaking, it hurts. You can't walk around for a few days after that. But what you're doing is you're going through this positive stress, physical stress on the body and the nervous system that builds not only muscle, but it builds character as well. Or another example is putting in the extra hours before a product launch, something big that's coming up in your business. It pays off in success at the end, but it means that you're gonna have to sacrifice some extra hours, some extra sleep, and just the stress is going to pile up as you're getting closer and closer to that launch. But it does have a payoff. Or I think about those meetings that I get nervous for beforehand. The good thing is, if you're nervous about something, it means you care. And if you're doing things that you care about and you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, then you're living a life that's meaningful to you. And when you're living a life full of meaning, there's a sense of purpose that's attached. And from that, there's a sense of fulfillment, especially as you overcome these challenges, as you face them, you force yourself out of that comfort zone, like I said, and it expands the person that you are, the experiences that you've now gained, and the character qualities that you're carving out for yourself. Hey, real quick, I've done a bunch of research on what helps podcasts like this grow, and the data continues to prove that this one thing can make or break your show, and that is audience engagement. So I have one small ask that requires almost nothing from you, but would mean everything to me if you could do the following. If you're watching this on YouTube, please tap the like button and then subscribe to the channel. And no, because you subscribed doesn't mean that I'm going to blow up your feed from now on. But if you're catching this episode on a different podcast streaming app, be sure to rate the show from your device and consider following the show as well. Those quick actions take about three seconds and it directly supports this content and my business. All done with it? Awesome. Let's jump back into the show. I think back to my senior year of high school. 
For me, this was in a suburb outside of Cincinnati called Mason, Ohio, class of 2009. I was convinced that I was going to make it as a rock star in my junior and senior year, and so I wasn't going to need to go to college. But as I was an upperclassman, knowing that we were right on the brink of a new stage of my life, I figured I should prep myself to enroll in college just in case as a fallback. You know, I sold my pretty cringy, actually, debut album. It was a singer-songwriter just being my guitar and some bongos. I mean, it's kind of corny. But I put this album out. I went to the recording studio, recorded 10 songs. I was so proud of myself. I wanted to be in a band, but I didn't have any friends that wanted to play the kind of music that I did. And so the solo route was the route for me when it came to music. So I had all these CDs in my backpack, and I would be slinging them between classes trying to sell people on them, like $5, $10. I can't even remember what I charged for them. And I think I only really sold about three of those CDs to my best friends. But hey, I was trying. I was also in this really rocky relationship all throughout high school. So it was kind of all coming to a head a little bit at that time as well while applying for college, showing up late every single day for first period because I just didn't care. I was hanging on by a thread with my classes because it was my senior year. I had senioritis. I was going to be a rock star. I didn't need education anyway. These were the thoughts that were going through my head. And on top of all of this, even though I wasn't applying myself, I knew that I had to be studying for the SAT exams and get a good score. So in the unlikely event that I would have to go to college, I would at least be able to get into the school, right? So there's a lot of things going on in that little chunk of my life, and it was stressful. I mean, it was good times as I look back, but it was a lot of pressure on a young 17, 18-year-old Evan, and it's the cusp of big life changes. This is just something we've all felt and experienced. Our stories may be unique to ourselves, but we know what that phase of life felt like for us. But in the end, it built me up. It helped me grow in a variety of ways. And looking back, I cherish those memories more and more and more the older I get and how they've shaped me and who I've become because of it. And so with that, you stresses are good. In fact, they're mandatory in building a great life and a great business. They expand our comfort zones and capabilities. But there is this other side of the coin. So let's talk about the bad stress. This is what we call distress. Distress is the pain or suffering that negatively affects the body or the mind. Distress is just the stress that straight up drags you down with little to no good to come out of it. And you may or may not remember, but for the first time recently, in over a year, I missed one of these weekly uploads, one of these weekly entries. And so I have this content pillar system, which you've probably heard about by now, where when I'm writing for my email newsletter, I'm also writing for my blog, for my website. I'm also writing to use as a script for this video podcast that goes up on YouTube as a YouTube video. It's out on Spotify and other channels as well. So I'm putting it out there in a variety of ways. So when I miss a deadline for one of those entries, it kind of screws up my whole situation. But the reason that I missed it this past August was because I was in the hospital. And I'll spare you the gory details, but it was July 22nd, 2023, where I was in a freak dirt bike accident that got me rushed to the hospital where I had two emergency surgeries and I spent nine days in the burn unit in the hospital, which is a very painful floor to be on. Everybody essentially is in agony. And ironically or not so ironically, this happened the same exact week that I lost my highest paying client that easily accounted for 80% of my business revenue. And so obviously it trickles down and affects my family finances and what I'm able to bring to the table. And if I'm honest, I'm still licking my financial wounds from that situation. And with stuff like this, it's just crappy. There's no two ways about it. 
So you may ask, what was there really to gain from it? Well, for one, an outstanding balance of $250,000 in medical bills. Thank God for insurance. But I'm not here to throw my own pity party. I'm here to tell you that I get it. I understand. I know what that feels like. You and me, we're humans, you know? And written in that contract of life that we all signed, whether we like it or not, when we're born into this world, is the promise that bad things are going to happen from time to time. Like burnout. Been there, done that. I know all about burnout. Losing clients, yep, been there too. Financial hardship, it's no joke, and it's extra stressful when you have mouths to feed, when you have people that are counting on you to bring something to the table. I know all about that. Or a death of a loved one. This is just never easy, no matter what. There's no words to make up for the failing and pain of loss. And so for those that are experiencing that or have experienced that, I empathize with you as well. I know what that's like. So I went to ChatGPT and simply asked, what are the top five stresses that solopreneurs face? And here they are in order. Number one, financial stress. Two, overwork and burnout. Three, stress from isolation. We haven't talked about this one yet, but when you work for yourself, a lot of times we work from home now too. And it's a blessing and a curse. It's nice because you, you can wear whatever you want or wear nothing if it, that's your style. And you don't have to go anywhere. There's no gas money. There's no commute. There's no traffic. There's no anything like that. You know, so there's a lot of upside. But then at the same time, you are isolated. And unless you're on Zoom calls and you're on meetings, you're talking on the phone, you're going out for lunches with colleagues or whatever it may be, you can start to feel really lonely. And I always like to say there's a difference between feeling lonely, and even though that's very real, that emotion, feeling lonely is different than actually being alone. And I'll give you a stat in just a second to hopefully help you out with that. But then there's also the stress of uncertainty and ironically, the lack of control. Even though you work for yourself and for a lot of us, we jumped into solopreneurship. We started our own one-person online business because we wanted to be in control. I know for me, that was a huge thing for me. But there's a lot of things that still are out of your control. You still have skills that you have to learn and you can only rush that so fast. Sometimes a client will bail on you and it's really hard to pick up the pieces from that. You don't have full control over how that scenario plays out. And then of course, the fifth stress here that is ChatGPT says is part of the top five is performance anxiety. And no, I'm not talking about anything other than within your business, all right? So just say it. But performance anxiety is real. You know you know that you have to sort it out. There's nobody else that you can count on. You have to be able to lean into yourself, count on yourself, and prove yourself right, that you can do this, that you can make it. And when it sucks, when it feels like you can hardly even stand it and you just wanna throw in the towel, you have to be able to rely on yourself to get you through it. That's stressful. Performance anxiety, it's real. And back to that whole loneliness feeling, there's a stat that I want to throw at you, and it's that 41.8 million individuals of total small business owners in the U.S. actually are labeled as and identify as solopreneurs with zero paid employees. And this stat was pulled back in 2021. So as the time of this recording, 41.8 million individuals, I'd imagine that number has gone up quite a bit. So if you're feeling lonely, just know that you're not actually alone. And I've been actually using the platform of X, formerly known as Twitter, and really making great connections on there. And it's a spot for me to just 
be in the trenches with other people. I can share the goods, the bads, the uglies, the things that I've got going on. I can ask questions. I can DM people and make new connections. It leads to new business opportunities. It leads to new content opportunities and phone calls where you just really start to feel like, you know what, even though I work for myself at home by myself, I'm not alone. I don't need to feel lonely. I may physically be alone, but I'm not actually alone. There's a lot of us working on it together. And that's why I'd love for you to hit like and subscribe on the platform that you're watching this video or listening to this podcast on so that we can stay connected because I'm here to encourage and empower you on your journey as I document everything that I'm learning along my journey as well. And in most cases, we're all experiencing these stresses at different times to varying degrees depending on who we are and what's going on in our life at that moment. But the problem might not actually be the stress itself though. Maybe it's just that your stressometer is out of whack. <laughs> Some fictitious term I'm making up. But the thing is we often look at all stress as bad, but we need to categorize our current stresses. That's one way that we can start to fix the situation and deal with the stuff that we might just not be able to control. You know, the positive stresses, the use stresses in our life and in our business, they shouldn't be avoided but instead navigated with intention to improve our life or our business in that process. We wanna lean into the eustress. We wanna embrace that pain because we know that there's something positive to come out of it. Whereas the negative stresses, all of the distress in our life or in our business can then be accurately understood for what it truly is. And then we can weigh it all out in a hierarchy of the things that are hurting the most versus the stuff that's just kind of nagging as opposed to this heavy weight of stress. You can kind of start to label it and understand what's good and what's bad so that we can recognize the good and be thankful and proud of ourselves for going through it while we can start to then manage the bad and figure out a way to deal with it and maybe even try to grow from it if we can. It just really becomes this question of how do we reduce or eliminate the distress as much as possible. And for the things that are out of our control, for example, a loss of a loved one, we can practice healthy coping mechanisms to alleviate any additional stress that could surface if not handled in a healthy manner. You know, some things just happen and we can't avoid it or control the situation or the outcome. But the majority of the time, we actually do have quite a bit more say in the outcome than we often realize. The challenge here lies within taking responsibility and the narrative of our story to play the victor, not the victim. Yet even in the unavoidable, uncontrollable circumstances, we always have the power to control our response. And yes, I know it's easier said than done, but this is what we wanna strive for because each day when we wake up, we have the opportunity to grow from the circumstances of our life and enhance our journey along the way. And so here are some simple action items for you to take away with you today to hopefully help you manage all of this chaos that you find in your life and likely in your business as well. First off, flip the script. Next time you're nervous, see it as a sign of something meaningful. Like I'd mentioned earlier, if you're nervous about something, it means that you care. And when you care about something, it means that it means something to you. And living a life and building a business that's full of meaning is the best way to maximize the prosperity of your existence on this planet while you still have a beating heart and breath in your lungs. Number two, prioritize your stress. Make a list of all of those distress factors. Once you realize what your use stress factors are, the positive ones, set those aside, look at the negative ones. 
Is there anything you can do to help reduce the amount of stress that they're actually bringing on you in that season? Tackle them one by one. And then thirdly, control your response. Yes, you can't control everything, but you can control your response. And how you respond will start to embed itself into your habits. It starts to turn into your character. It becomes who you are. So choose wisely each time because you're going to affect the trajectory of your future self as well. Life throws curveballs, like my dirt bike accident, massive medical bills, lack of income, and my inability to help my wife with raising our two children. Is that stressful? Yeah, but I had a choice in how I responded. Stress is a part of life, but you've got the power to decide how it affects you. Lean into the good stress and manage the bad. It'll sharpen and shape you in a way that nothing else can. You've got this. And until next time, peace. If you enjoyed this episode, there's plenty more content on this channel ready for you right now. If you're catching this on YouTube, consider dropping a like and be sure to hit the subscribe button before you leave because that simple action exponentially helps this channel grow. I value your time and attention. So thank you for sticking around. You're the best. And until next time, peace.